0: 88.3, WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. You are tuned in to the Friday Night Groove with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr., better known as RBJ for short. And right now, you're listening to a track is separated from itself from Detroit based duo known as K2. And in this episode, they'll be joining me for an exclusive interview on the release of their project, the Spring EP. We'll begin to interview shortly, but for now, I'm going to play you a small mix of their past releases. Peace, thank you, and let's groove.
1: Thank you.
0: 8.3 WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan. You are tuned in to the Friday Night Groove with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr., better known as RBJ for short. And right now, I'm joined by Detroit Electronic Bass Duo, known as K2, featuring Tim Barrett Stephen Stavropoulos. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. How are you?
2: Good, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Good. Doing good.
0: Very good. So, just honored you decided to come on. You have the spring EP coming out. So, with that already in the world, how's it feeling? Pretty good. Pretty good so pretty, far. Pretty yeah. good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pleasure's all ours. Um, first of all, but, uh, yeah, the EP's been getting some pretty good feedback. I think um, it's like like I was telling you earlier. It's like an it's like a little bit more ambient. Not your typical like we do a lot of techno stuff so this one's a little bit more chill so you never know how that's gonna go but people are seeming to vibe with it
2: yeah it's a it's a lot of um loop based type of music you know and uh, a lot of repetition with you know subtle nuanced changes throughout kind of like these longer stretch compositions so you two i've read
0: Um, K2 started in 2018, but prior to that both of you have been making music for pretty much over a decade. So how did you two initially meet?
2: I've known Steve probably since we were 15 or 16 years old, Um, you know, we went to the same high school together kind of grew up playing in rock bands and uh, that kind of thing and you know by the time we did that for a couple years by the time you know we went to different colleges but we're always still kind of making music in some capacity whether it was just like recording projects or um, jamming together and you know it was something we had talked about like oh you know we had this kind of idea for a new project that would just involve the two of us because we both, you know, really wanted to do something. And, you know, it took it took a couple of years in the first year or two to figure out how we were going to do it and, you know, what exactly we were wanting to do. And I don't know, it's kind of been like a steady incline since the last three years, I guess.
0: So with that background how did the idea for the band for k2 initially come about
1: i think we wanted to do something different than what we were doing because tim and i were like you said always in rock bands i was in like emo bands metal bands without playing in bands i had been producing like beats and stuff for like a long time at that point and just like learning my way around software-based production And slowly, like once I moved to Detroit, I started buying a couple, like a couple synths. Um, And then I think the idea was to try to incorporate those into the group, which is something that we hadn't done before. And basically, it was a process of like figuring out how to do live sets in like a dance club setting. Uh, for the first like year we were trying to figure out how it like we had never done that we had only played at like venues like rock venues so it's like all right how can we build a group around this new idea this new sound that we're trying to come up with so that that was basically it
2: yeah and I think too to add to that um, what I was trying to bring to it was like I spent so much time in college um, you know because I did audio production audio engineering and like you know I was playing in mostly instrumental bands or bands that like, you know, whose main focus was like on texture and sound design and like this sort of like washiness. And I wanted to kind of impose that into what Steve and I were gonna do. Cause I I wasn't really, you know, doing anything that was electronic based or with like that kind of production that Steve had been working on separately that I was like, ooh, like, how could we bridge those two things simultaneously? And it, it, it took a while, but I think we slowly kind of figured it out how to do that properly.
0: And so, as far as uh, production is concerned, K2 is primarily consisting of Tim, I believe you're on guitar, and Steven, you're doing the modular sense, correct?
1: Uh, For some, yeah, some gigs, actually, that's just it. we had a record that came out this summer called shared boundaries and it's like way it's actually more ambient than the recent one
2: i would say it's a full ambient record you know what we put out and that one that one consists entirely
1: of guitar and as the only sound source and then the guitar being ran through the modular synth um to to process it so that that's the whole record that's just just made out of that sound. Uh, but K2 can play live sets where I'm using drum machine samplers. Tim can play full sets where he's not playing guitar at all, um, where he's just playing samplers and messing with effects. So we've done that before. Um, it just kind of actually, every time we play a show, we basically write a new, we have a totally new live setup, all new synths, not like we buy new synths, but we just mix and match whatever we have in the studio. Um, And then we like write basically a whole new live set based on whatever the vibe of the show is. So if we're playing Marble Bar at like 2 a.m., we're going to bring a certain type of gear set. And if we're going to play the Zen Garden of Hamtramck Music Festival at 5 p.m., we're going to bring a different
0: type of gear set. So just depends on what we're doing and what what vibe we're trying to uh, lock in. And from, I guess, the best way to put it is from a writing standpoint, a lot of what you guys do is based on just like emotion, specific visions. Um, and just feeling. So when you're recording, do you have an idea in mind that, you know, this is what we're trying to capture? Or is it like just you kind of jam and let it come organically? It's pretty loose, but
1: but like we'll know if we're trying to make a bang and techno track or if we're trying to make a soundscape. Like when we go into the studio, at least we'll know that. Sometimes it changes halfway into the session. Sometimes we're like, actually, this is this vibe that we're making right now that was supposed to be, like, an ambient thing. Like, that would be sweet if we sampled it and, like, played it like a rhythm. Typically, we have an idea of what we're trying to do. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of, like, trial and error and a lot of, like, effects production, effects based production. Um, and, like, like you said, like, playing with textures until we get the right emotion or mood and that's not really something that you could like have in your head and then make happen.
2: Yeah sometimes I feel like maybe it's better to have a more sh- sh- uh, abstract idea rather than something so concrete or like you try and follow something that's very rigid or like you have an idea in your head and then it kind of after an hour it stalls out or goes nowhere so you end up having to pivot or like do something to t- totally disrupt that process and that almost will lead into something better or cooler that maybe we had not um, initially um, you know thought of or like that wasn't the intent you know from the start of the session or something like that
0: 88.3 WXOU Auburn Hills Michigan you just heard Part one of my interview with K2. Part two will be coming up shortly, but for now, we're going to go to a break with their track, Scorched. Peace, thank you, and stay tuned. Eighty-eight point three, WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. This is the Friday Night Groove with part two of my interview with K Two. You'll be hearing from them shortly, but for now, let's hear their remix of the "My Brightest Diamond" track. It's me on a dance floor. Peace. Thank you and enjoy. One thing I've noticed with each of your releases is that each one has actually come out on a label. Is that something that you're trying to find or platforms that you think will respond to what you're doing?
1: A lot of times, there are some labels that we've that are like dream labels of ours that we really li- like their music and we are fans of the label. So it would be like an honor for us to re- release. Like there was one what we did with Grayscale. And that's that's a label that I think Tim and I and, you know, we've been listening to their releases for a long time, way before we even considered that they would put something of ours out. So that's just an opportunity where it's like, yes, for sure. Obviously, we're going to if they're interested, like, yes, let's do it. And there's some where it's like friends of ours. Um, are starting labels and like they're trying to foster their own community and like we definitely want to be a part of that. Um, and if it's just community based, like it's not necessarily a financial thing, not by any means. Sometimes it could be. I mean, that would be sweet if like somebody wants to do a, a sweet record deal with us. That'd be cool. But a lot of times it's just about who the who the label is owned by and who's working on the project and specifically with Detroit Underground, but it happens with a lot of other labels where like the artists that are released on that label end up coming together and becoming friends and like maybe we'll put some something on and like you guys come to Detroit and do a show and then like maybe we'll go to Mexico and do a show for example or whatever.
2: I think the main thing, just like by saying yes to those labels or like agreeing to releases, I think it's just opened up more doors or opportunities that maybe we hadn't. If we just self-released, you know, um, I think that's the main thing we've gotten out of it.
0: And one thing I want to touch on with the the new EP, prior to the pandemic or the early stages, you released Bound Apart, which kind of explored those early quarantine feelings this one is a little bit more exploring the end of the pandemic, or the end of the pandemic i'll say that right now um so how much did you want to make this ep a response to that one
2: we started writing music pretty much right when the pandemic started we, we put out actually uh bound apart uh formed together was also in the pandemic and then every aspect and i think for the you know, most part, a lot of those were written in complete isolation, just, I mean, it was really just him and I hanging out together, and, you know, I don't know if we, I don't think we intentionally tried to trap into what everybody was feeling at the big start of, you know, this, but I definitely felt a lot of that anxiety, and I think by the time we started doing Spring EP and uh, everybody around me and Uh, The energy just seemed to be lighter that we wanted to make something I think more optimistic sounding and I I think that was kind of the goal with that EP um, compared to the last three releases because they were kind of so heady and like kind of intense um, while making a lot of that stuff.
0: Just getting further into the spring EP, I read that you wanted this to serve as the soundtrack for life's most rewarding feelings. Why does creating something that other people can attach their own visions or stories to resonate with you in, like, the creative process?
2: You know, the way that I hold certain albums or records in high regard or, like, you know, praise certain artists, obviously because I think they make really good music or I think they're super talented, but also because, like, you're, like, striving to connect with what they're doing and, like, that adds more value for me to, like, what I'm hearing. And, like, my goal is, like, if I can do that with anybody else who listens to what I'm doing, then I feel like I set out to do what I was trying to accomplish, you know, regardless of, like, critical feedback or, like, You know what kind of response it gets or if anybody actually hears it you know if 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 like even five people six people seem to connect with it and understand it you know in the way that i created it then i feel like i sort of did what i was trying to do
1: yeah that's that's real sometimes for me it's like easier to use it's easier to like write music or like write sounds and like put them together than to like express using words when i do when somebody can like hear something that i made and they're like yeah i feel that that's just like the craziest feeling i'm just like wow when like tim said if five people hear it, if one person hears it and they can like relate to it and that's like something that like i've built my entire life listening to other people's music and like having that be my safe haven so if like i could somehow do that and that's really like the best thing ever. And I don't need to like make money off of it or do anything else. It's just like, that's more important to me for sure.
0: So just um, kind of getting to the end here. With each of your releases, I've noticed that you both have a trend of consistently stripping back from the more club focused techno to more ambient sounds. So why does that mental approach become a signature signature for you sort of moving forward?
1: First thing I will say, yes, the last two, the last few things have been getting more and more um, focus on textural and atmospheric stuff we are gonna we're there's a techno record coming there's two techno records coming Um, one of them will be on vinyl and that one still hasn't been announced and then the one i just talked about was the the detroit underground one that's coming out september 1st so the vinyl one is like pure it is going to be like a banger the tracks will be fit to be played in a nightclub so we definitely are still doing that. And I think we're gonna like kind of hunker down towards the end of summer here. Once once we feel like the summer is coming to an end and we're gonna probably start writing a little bit more. Um, we'll always be doing a lot of ambient stuff, you know, but um, I don't think there's a conscious decision to move into one direction or the other. It's just kind of what we're feeling.
2: Yeah, I, I think too, just given the past, I remember kind of saying this when lockdown started, it was like, I. I kind of wanted to get out of the club because we spent so much time developing K2 and like our first releases that were specifically in the club. And I was like, I don't really have that inspiration being, you know, at home and stuff. And like so we wanted to fully explore all this music and uh, more ambient stuff that like, first of all, that we just love, I think, a lot and then that we wanted to just fully go into with like the records we were putting out recently um you know that definitely i think was a a conscious choice and you know now that we, we're starting to do live sets again and kind of been workshopping all that stuff i think you know and now it feels like the time to get back into doing that sort of thing
0: Right, gentlemen, with summer wrapping up, we have fall on horizon. What's the rest of the year looking like for K2?
2: So as uh, as Steve said, we're releasing a new EP with Detroit, Detroit Underground September 1st. And then, um, you know, like two days after that, we will be doing a THRG show at Marble Friday night. And then from there, we still will have another vinyl release, as Steve said, with still techno. That right now, as far as a release date, still kind of uh, to be determined. But we're shooting for fall, and then from there,
1: we're gonna make more records. There's gonna be more. There's gonna be more than those two for sure. I, we already have like these two that we're gonna make. Yeah, yeah. There's there's gonna be more stuff, and then we're also planning to do a, a very. Uh, we're going to do an event that we're going to book ourselves and it's going to be a little bit more unique than your average club night um and that more to come on that soon but yeah it's going to be like a seated event um hopefully some pretty special guests but yeah look out for that as well in the fall
0: all right gentlemen i'm excited i think everyone else is going to be once again thank you so much for coming on and just all the best going forward
2: yeah we we appreciate it a lot thank you Awesome. Thanks for having us, man. We appreciate it. No
0: problem. No problem. 88.3 WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan This was the Friday Night Groove and you just heard my interview with Tim Barrett and Stephen Staropoulos of K2 I want to thank them again for a wonderful interview if you liked her tonight you can find more information by visiting K2.com once again that's ke dot com you can also listen back to this episode by visiting FridayNightGroove.com So, as always, thank you for listening, and we're going to end this episode with their track, Branches. Peace. Thank you. And I'll catch you next Friday.